When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always today, Bo Brock, looking tan, in studio, fresh from Cards Camp. Hey, this is like Christmas morning, my friend. It's the gift that keeps on giving, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray content. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? I mean, you have to be pumped that your young quarterback is asserting himself unlike we've ever seen. Calling an impromptu press conference, just showing up after we talked to Cliff Kingsbury. Here's a little gift, as you mentioned, uh, in Kyler Murray coming and defending himself against uh, everybody talking all this mess about what that independent study clause meant. uh, You know, what did it... uh, what, what did it confirm in your thoughts about Kyler Murray and his work ethic and his study habits? I just, I really enjoyed seeing Kyler Murray go back up there to take the podium and clap back today. Well, today I'm starting off, I'm talking today because, um, you know, I feel uh, it's necessary, you know, um, with what's going on as far as regarding me and, and the things that are being said about me. Um, it's, it's almost, you know, to think that, I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not um, not not have that passion and not not take this serious is is almost it's disrespectful and it's it's almost it's it's almost a joke you know um it's to me it's um I'm flattered. You know, I'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not um you know, not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all the, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league. Um, this game's too hard. Uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league, um, it's, it's, it's too hard. And, and I don't do this often. I don't talk about myself. But today, I feel like I have to. Pretty candid comments from Kyler Murray, just about as candid as we've ever seen him. I want to quickly shout out Sean Marks in the chat. Thank you for the $1.99 super chat. Makes some good hard knocks drama. It's like <laughs> hard knocks started already. Uh, Bo, um, that I thought he was going to get emotional there for a second when he paused, but then I loved the line as it related to, you know, if you think I'm just kind of winging this and then I've had the success that I have, that, that's disrespectful to the other players I play with. Sure. Or I compete against the rest of the NFL. What was the kind of the temperature in the room? So suppose it was Antoine Wesley was supposed to speak. And I love yeah. a twizzle uh, as much as anybody else. He gets bumped, right? It's like you're a stand-up comic and, and Jerry Seinfeld shows up or Dave right. Chappelle shows up and you get bumped from the room. And here comes Kyler Murray 
what was the atmosphere like? Right. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're a club comic, right? And then Dave yeah. Chappelle walks to the door and then just kills for an hour. And then you're supposed to, then you're like, oh, no, now you can go. It's like now the mic <laughs> is yours. The entire room was still sending out tweets and trying to comprehend what they just witnessed from Kyler Murray as far as trying to relay the information because he, he just wasn't supposed to speak today. It was going to be Cliff Kingsbury, who speaks every day after practice, and then JJ Watt. And Antoine Wesley and poor Antoine Wesley. I mean, the follow that, it's a tough follow. I don't care who you are. I mean, JJ Watt would have had a tough time following that. And JJ Watt killed earlier in the press conference room at uh, Arizona Cardinal State Farm Stadium. But, you know, like I said, as far as asserting himself, going out there, trying to get in front of this narrative that he doesn't study, that he doesn't watch film, I think that was important for Kyler Murray. I mean, a guy who just doesn't, you know, from what we've gathered, doesn't like to talk in front of people, doesn't like to be, you know, in front of the media answering questions. And, you know, he said he didn't initially want to answer questions about the addendum, but, you know, they kind of forced his hand and he played along and he answered questions after he made his about four minute statement. But look, I mean, we're sitting there, we talked to JJ Watt, Cliff Kingsbury comes in, we're expecting Antoine Wesley and Kyler Murray. This is not a knock on his size. I didn't even see him sneak into the room. I mean, he just appeared at the podium and then everybody just kind of, I can relate to that. Everybody, I'm sure you can. (laughs) Undetected, right? Everybody had to pivot their line of questioning, but everybody shut up. They're like, this is, this is unprecedented. I mean, this is, this is something we haven't seen before. We're going to listen to Kyler and hear, hear him out. Uh, because, you know, I think it benefits everybody to be able to relay what he wants to say, especially with how, uh, you know, uh, crazy and trending this story has been, but for him to get out there and, and also like, all the different legs it had to it and in all the different parts he pointed to, you know, it's like a crazy conspiracy theory. It's like you you can find all these reasons not to believe what the truth is that Kyler Murray is like any quarterback in the NFL. You know, he puts in the work, he works out in the offseason, he gets in the film room, whether it's at his house or whether it's at the facility, watches film, studies just like any quarterback. And you can find like these reports, you can find all these things that maybe might be considered mudslinging about trying to knock down Kyler Murray's character. But at the end of the day, it's as simple as he watches film. Like he's just like any other quarterback. And it was pretty absurd that he had to defend his name here two days in the Cardinals training camp. Well, and I think most of the reception on Twitter has been very positive as it relates to Kyler, the national media. This will get picked up. This will be talking points. It happens so late in the day that I feel like it'll get run with a lot on a lot of the morning programs tomorrow and people will begin to digest this whole thing. Uh, continually, but I, I do think that a point could be made that while he was pretty animated toward the media, and I don't think pushing back to the people in the room, but Bo, do you believe that a lot of his frustrations are maybe pointed at the wrong people? Because it's this is a clause that was put into his contract that is universally unheard of from everything that we can tell from people who study professional contracts, who worked as scouts and GMs and agents. This is something that's not normal. So I I guess my question would be, and it can be hyperbole, can be hypothetical, whatever, to the Cardinals, I, 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 is Kyler frustrated with you or who is he frustrated with? Because clearly you don't put this in there. Nobody questions Kyler Murray's work ethic, but it, they put it in there. It becomes public content, public, you know, available for consumption mm-hmm. Kyler's upset that he's getting some heat did maybe Kyler didn't comprehend or didn't understand with he and Eric Burkhart 
because they knew this language was in there per Ian Rappaport. Like maybe they didn't expect this to blow back as much as it is has. Do they feel like this is going to be the norm going forward, these kind of clauses? Because again, like if there's anybody, if Kyler's going to be mad at anybody, it's maybe himself for agreeing this, but number two, it's like for the Cardinals for proposing this, right? I mean, yeah, to, to add context to it, I mean, who we, we, we did it yesterday about who Michael Bidwell is, the Arizona Cardinals owner, and, and you right. know, he's he might approach contracts, especially of this size, you know, the largest in franchise history, a little bit different than the other 31 owners. He, he's going to be meticulous. He's going to be very detail-oriented because he's making an investment that his organization has never made before. He's got the attorney background. He's going to be a guy that knows how to uh, play in these sandboxes and what you know how you can truly cover your ass. And the Arizona Cardinals wanted this clause. They, I'm sure, there was conversation about this during negotiations with Eric Burkhart and, and Kyler Murray's representation. Kyler Murray probably knew about it. Did did they think it was going to blow up? Probably not. And you know, is that is do you say that was that's ignorant on their part? Um, I don't know. I mean, you just don't know what's going to leak out. I mean, there's a good chance, right? But this day and age, nothing is safe. Nothing is off limits. Well, nothing is sacred. And and everything's usually going to become public knowledge. Uh, it's inevitable for, with most things. We talked about it yesterday, and I think the day before that is we're all in unknown territory. The Cardinals are in unknown territory. They have never done an extension like this before with any player. They've never had a quarterback like this that's going to command this kind of attention and money. And I think... I think everybody's made some mistakes here. I think Kyler's made some mistakes. Michael Bidwell, the Cardinals probably would redo some things now in hindsight. And that doesn't mean the relationships tarnish forever. That doesn't mean the Cardinals still can't make the playoffs this year. I just think in the grand scheme of things like, hey, guys, we probably would we, we would change some things up about how yeah. we maybe handle this offseason right. and going through the last six months. Here's what I'll say about the offseason, especially from February to signing the dotted line. It was a, nego- a negotiation, and those aren't usually fun. They just aren't. Right. You know, there's there's just mudslinging from well, both from sides. a financial perspective. I get that. Like if you right. if I'm if you're telling me my worth, that can get dicey. But this is even beyond that. This right. is not well, about the two hundred thirty million. Sure. Well, I mean, what what really got strange uh, about this whole situation is that it came post contract signing, like post. Right. Press conference where supposed to be done everybody was was holding hands and singing kumbaya together. Let's let's look towards the future together. Uh, all of us were all signed to contract extensions, and and that it, that didn't happen. That's that's the strange part. Even like the dr- soap opera that was Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay seemed to just like everything was in the past. Yeah. Once he he reached that extension, everything was just water under the bridge, and this was just like. When, you know, he he has the he signs the deal on Thursday, press conference on Friday, Monday, this addendum comes out via Ian Rappaport. And it's just like, holy shit, we just lit the thing back on fire. Um, you know, <laughs> and then Kyler comes out to to the defense of, of him, his organization. Um, and, and now I think that this was truly the period on on this this whole kind of part of the offseason, and now we can move forward to the regular season. I see somebody in the super chat there, uh, Cardinal Sen joining us. I hope this lights a fire under his ass. Watch him put up a 50-burger against Kansas City now. Just kidding. Prove me wrong, Kyler. Come on, man. So we had some more from Kyler Murray's press conference today. It's a little impromptu press conference. Um, you know, Leah, just let's start playing the clips that we we haven't talked about just yet. 
to, to let my work ethic, my preparation be um, being questioned. You know, I've put an incomprehensible amount of uh, time and, and blood, sweat, tears, and work into what I do, uh, whether, whether it's football or baseball. You know, people can't even comprehend the amount of time that it takes to, to do two sports at a high level in college, you know, let alone do it, you know, be the first person to do it ever at, at my size. It's like I said, this is um, it's funny, but I, you know, to, to those of you out there that believe that I'd be standing here today in front of y'all without having a work ethic and without preparing, I'm, I'm honored that you think that, but um, it, it doesn't exist. It's not, it's not possible. It's not possible. So um, that's all I have on that. Uh, I, w- I would agree with that. I think you and I have been on that page since the start of this. You can't be a six. You, like Jamarcus Russell had all the physical talent in the world, did not care, did not put in the effort, and was a complete and utter disaster. Like Kyler Murray cannot just walk into the NFL, make this team that was the worst team competitive, relevant to the playoffs, and not put in the time and the work. But again, like you've raised expectations anytime you get paid. I just, I think it goes back to. Everybody probably would redo some things if, in hindsight now. Certainly that it's public opinion. The court of public opinion has not been kind to Kyler Murray this offseason. And I I agree with Cardinal Sin. Again, thank you for the Super Chat 509. I think we're going to get the best version of Kyler Murray. I, I don't know how, and we talked about this yesterday, Bo. I don't know how you get arrows slung at you for the better part of six months about your leadership, your character, who you are as a human being. I mean, like, listen, Deshaun Watson and everything that's going on in Cleveland, right, like his character's been assassinated, but like it's quiet in Cleveland right now. But the Cardinals can't stay out of the news cycle, and it's for anything un- unrelated, really, to the on the field product on Sunday. And so, I I do believe we will see a motivated Kyler Murray to the likes that we have not seen before. It's cliche to say, and people on Twitter are already kind of floating this out there. But man, oh man, I I do think he will want to spite those. He will watch more film than he's ever watched. He will study harder than he's ever watched. And usually that doesn't happen when you like, if you do your chores, you get your allowance after the fact, right? You, it's not, you get your allowance first and then mom and dad say, yeah, go do your chores. Well, you mm-hmm. might half-ass them then. I think this is going to have the the, wor- the 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 reverse effect. I do think Kyler Murray cares about public perception. He, he is a prideful person. He comes from a prideful family. He brought up multiple times, only in this presser bow, But in his uh, press conference for his contract extension, his size, he hears all of that noise. I mean, it's just one chip after another. And who knows? Maybe this is all going to end up working out for the Cardinals in the long run. But this has to be the last unscheduled press conference for Kyler Murray. As much as I want to hear from him, I'd love to hear more from Kyler Murray. I mean, who doesn't want to hear and, and have the franchise quarterback up there fielding questions? But this has to be the last one. You know, like this, this can't be, you know, a, a once a week, once a month thing where you're going to come out from the clouds, the top rope, and then try to come down and body slam everybody. But you that can't like, like at some point you you, de- you need to develop a little bit of some gator skin and and start, you know, just kind of let a lot of the criticisms just bounce off you. Like now you, you've made two hundred two hundred thirty and a half million dollars. You've said your your piece now. And now it's now you got to let your actions speak a little bit louder once you take the field. Like between now and week one, we shouldn't have any more impromptu press conferences. And I don't think we will, 
But you know, I, I really do think it was important for him to get up there, uh, especially with like so many. I mean, people just took this this storyline and ran with it and went ridiculous directions with it just because and, and especially on a, on a national level, people who don't follow this team every day, see how hard everybody in this in the in the Cardinals building work. Uh, what they have pretty much is the last time they saw this team, and it was a debacle. It was the worst day of 2022. It was in 2023, but of th- that season, and that's what they remember. And they just make a kind of a a, a quick, um, just you know, punching bag of them. Uh, I do have to put on my conspiracy theory hat for just a hot minute. Oh so our 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 guy Frank Sanders called me today, or asked me to call him, I should say, uh, around <laughs> lunchtime today. Because he pitched to me a theory I had not heard yet, and I love Frank and his wow. outlandish theories. But there is, I tell me if you've heard this, Bo. You think this this has any legs to it? So he thinks that this is all a farce by the Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, Eric Burkhart, in the sense that could the Cardinals be tying a bunch of non guarantees to lay up things that they know Kyler will complete? They know he'll complete his studies. They know he'll show up in the off season. So they don't have to fork over more money up front as a guarantee because of what Deshaun Watson did to skew the market. Thus, Michael Bidwell, the Cardinals don't have to put all that money in escrow. So what mm. Frank is suggesting is they, they feel like Kyler is going to do everything they ask of him, but they told Kyler, we're going to give you extra money. It's just going to be hidden in study time. And that Frank thinks there's a possibility with these quarterback extensions Agents and the team could hide, mix and match some some bonuses. No, it's for real. And I'm like, that's an interesting theory. I hadn't heard that right. before. No, I like Sly's uh, 40 chess. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. what the Cardinals are playing. My God. Frank, I mean, Frank's on it, man. He's got, his, he's got his tuna for lunch, probably just the brain food going. Tuna for lunch? He had a whole bag of OGs with that theory. My <laughs> God. What the hell? Hey, I don't I don't think it's great. I actually don't think it's that outlandish, and especially for a guy, Speedo Jackson, a.k.a. Frank, ja- uh, Frank Sanders. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I think it's, it's a little bit more cut and dry. This is, this is probably the work of a guy, you know, in Michael Bidwell really just trying to cover his butt. And it was, it was a backfire. It was as far as this getting leaked and this becoming a story in a, in a, in a moment that should be celebrated where they, they ink their franchise quarterback to that type of money, lock him in until 2028. So Kyler criticism has has run rampant, um, and we love fan interaction on this show. It's the number one thing we look forward to, and we had a question posed on Twitter today. Please talk about this. So here we're going to do it. Daniel Roberts at DRoberts639 on Twitter. He said, I wonder why Kyler, Offensive Rookie of the Year and two-time Pro Bowler in just three years, gets more criticism, Bo, than busted flushes like Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones. It's a great question. Uh, my initial response would be, uh, I think Baker Mayfield gets criticized a good amount. I think Daniel Jones, people have probably already given up, so it's not even a quality talking point. But there is a perception, and I remember when Kyler Murray had com- and Daniel Jones both completed their first year, people were buying Daniel Jones because of, I think, his background. He had worked with David Cutcliffe and his ties to mm-hmm. the Manning family. But I... I Kyler Murray is an easy target. Now, sometimes he makes it easy for them, right? But I think he's an easy target, undersized, um, introvert, doesn't doesn't win the press conference until today, right? And those guys can be, you know, I don't know, more t- stereotypical what we've been neutered to enjoy from the quarterback position or, or accept, I should say. 
It's crazy with Daniel Jones, but he's been so bad, and the Giants have been so bad that nationally they're just irrelevant. Yeah, you, you just don't hear about him. Yeah, that's probably the case. I'm sure he's just New York, you know, talk radio. He's probably just uh, just a punching bag. But as far as, you know, Baker Mayfield, he's got all the commercials and stuff. I think there was – people just saw with Baker that, at especially at the end of the last season, like he was a guy that just couldn't even compete. You know, yeah. and with with Kyler, he's become more polarizing just because of the success that he's had. Like you sometimes become a product of your own success to where, you know, people like there's nobody's sometimes like you're not going to people aren't going to be indifferent on you. They're either going to love you or they're going to hate you. And and with that, with that much success that Kyler Murray's had, um, there, there's going to be a lot of polarizing takes about him. We appreciate you, Jose. Johnny and Bo bring us the Cardinals. We do every day here at 4 p.m. Let's support by doing our part. Hey, I thank you for doing that. That way I can remind everybody simultaneously. Be sure to like this video, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I checked before the show, Bo. Kyler Murray MVP odds did not go up with this press conference, which I think is a farce. We love our folks at DraftKings. Kyler Murray plus 2,000 right now to take home league MVP. And I want to remind everybody right now, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We had a blast yesterday out of Four Peaks. We did our live show, wrapping up the Arizona Cardinals' first day of training camp. It was awesome. We had some fantastic uh, adult beverages, some great beers that they have on tap there at Four Peaks. Of course, what they're known for. You got the kilt lifter behind my head here. Johnny and I, our personal faves is the Wow Joy Bus Wheat. Fantastic beer. It also goes back to a great cause, great charity there. Four Beaks, they bring in as far as the beer. They bring in as far as the food and the environment. There's nothing like it out there on 8th Street in Tempe. We love being partnered with Four Peaks. And we uh, announced our first Toast of the Month winner, Gabriel, yesterday. Congratulations to Gabriel. He won the sweepstakes there and uh, got uh, some a free swag bag from us in Four Peaks. You want to be the next uh, Toast of the Month sweepstakes winner? Just go to gophnx.com and click the link uh, in the show notes as well. You can find that there to get to the Four Peaks Toast of the Month sweepstakes course with four peaks the great delicious beer you must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly antoine woods is an arizona cardinal we have to address this semi-breaking news arizona cardinals signed defensive tackle antoine woods rise the show kicks off so here's steve kimbo throwing us a bone albeit maybe a camp body defensive line depth 6'1 220 uh he is a 29 320 out of you 320, excuse me, out of USC, (laughs) uh, played uh, a little bit last year with Indy, didn't start uh, a couple years before that. He had, uh, you know, started a decent amount of games for the Dallas Cowboys. He's a rotational defensive tackle, nose tackle in the form of just kind of a run preventer. Um, And my guess is if he makes the team, maybe serves as that Corey Peters role, assuming Rashad Lawrence or Lecky Fotu can't do it. But I would imagine his contract is going to be probably close to league minimum at this point. Kingsley, Kiki, and this still leaves a lot left in the salary cap bank for the Arizona Cardinals to spend between now and the start of the season. So kind of lost in today's shuffle. We talked to Cliff Kingsbury. We talked to J.J. Watt, and Cliff Kingsbury actually uh, had talked about this team adding to its roster between now and the start of the regular season. I think so. I, I think we're going to continue to work with the group we have and then, and then see what's out there. There's some some really good players still out there um, trying to find homes, and, and we'll, we'll be in that market, definitely. 
Now, he was specifically asked, Johnny, about adding a veteran cornerback, and that was his answer. He, he thinks so, and, you know, they like the group, and a guy who flashed today at practice was Josh Jackson, the former second-round pick out of Iowa. I can say this because it was in the closed portion of practice, but Cliff mentioned the uh, he had a pick six off of Kyler Murray during seven-on-seven seven oh. drills, took it back to the house. It was a pass intended for a four-letter word around here, Andy Isabella, but uh, <laughs> Josh Jackson went – Went uh, all the way to the end zone. It was encouraging to see, but you know they they like who they have. But you know it's it seems like it's inevitable that they add a vet. Uh, any idea who that could be? Uh, I can tell you, I don't think it's going to be Robert Alford, uh, and here's why. So I did a little investigatory work, detective work on Twitter today, and I said, "What's Robert Alford doing?" Oh, I looked <laughs> at his likes. And uh, somebody tweeted out, uh, QBs that don't watch film, hmm, what part of the game is that? Hashtag ridiculous. Uh, and he, Robert Alford liked that tweet. So I would maybe sense that is Robert Alford probably his days with the Cardinals are done. Where's the love for Kyler Murray, Robert? I don't know. Maybe he's just bitter that he felt like some of that $230.5 million that went to Kyler should have gone to him um, signing hey, with the organization. We love Robert. Hey, Robert, remember when you didn't play for two years and you got like a bajillion dollars to be in the training room? You know, come on now. Cliff Kingsbury uh, also gave us insight on why DJ Humphreys has been sidelined for the last two days. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins was a non-participant in practice day. Let's hear from Cliff. Uh, yeah, he was sick today. So we'll try to get him back out there here. I'm, I'm hoping, if not the end of this week, um, next week. DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre was just a vet day. Yep. We're going to be smart. Like I said, he's going to be on a different plan than everybody else as he's not starting his season until later on. So no DeAndre Hopkins today. J.J. Watt told us that he's not going to participate tomorrow. So when you don't see number 99 out there on the field, and I tweeted out, don't freak out. He's got a vet day off. But DeAndre, he's going to operate on a different schedule than his receiver teammates and his veteran teammates. He got the day off day two. And Hump, like, let's let's not – we can stop the hold-in nonsense oh, talk. Hang on. That was still hot on Twitter today that he was – Was it? He's sick. He's not feeling well. He's holding in. Listen, look at the, some of the players that are holding in around the league. Derwin James, Debo Samuel, right? I love DJ Humphreys. He's the highest paid Cardinal this year, $20 million. <laughs> I know he's not extended past this right. year, but if that if that's happening, then that's laughable. And it I love DJ. That's it ain't happening. That, it ain't no. happening. He must, we, he must bad Thai food or something. Because <laughs> if he had Kobe, he wouldn't be there. No, he wouldn't. So yeah, he was he's he's been there. Like we didn't see D Hop today. We didn't even yeah. see like we saw Hollywood Brown yesterday. He wasn't out there. D, uh, DJ Humphreys has been out there. Kind of interesting. Like you know he's been sick. So yeah, maybe it is something that they don't think is contagious. So he's out there wearing a hoodie, still wearing his jersey, but uh, not participating. I really don't think it's it's a hold in situation with with DJ Humphreys. But that would be that would be kind of hilarious. Like. And we're at the point now where we get past this Kyler Murray thing and somebody like DJ Humphreys, who was not good last year, who's he's getting paid $20 million. He's holding <laughs> in. I, I, I'm anxious to see Josh Jones, what he does, because he is a gifted tackle. He's a tackle. They tried to play him at guard last year. He doesn't have the power or the burst, right? He doesn't have the strength. He is a, I don't want to call him a finesse tackle, but he's fantastic in pass pro. He looked great at right tackle when they let him do that last year against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So, I, I'm sure the, the Cardinals feel like, yeah, we've got somebody who would – I think Josh Jones would start a tackle for a lot of teams. Our friends at CHGO, good hell, their tackle situation <laughs> with the Chicago Bears. Uh, to me, I Josh Jones is uh, – Bo, 
going to have a long-term plan with this team that involves him starting sooner rather than later. So why not get a look at him now and then maybe save yourself some money and let DJ Humphreys walk after this year? Yeah, it's a, it's not a bad plan. I mean, you do want him to to continue to to develop. We we yeah. you liked what you saw early last season. You didn't like what you saw at the end of last season. One of the most penalized uh, offensive linemen in the game, especially at the tackle position, or couldn't play guard. So he he loses what they perceived as versatility. So he's gonna be a guy that's gonna play tackle. So you hope that he can you know survive a tackle and, and be a guy that can potentially step in. Yeah, maybe be the DJ Humphreys successor if you need him to be. Or, you know, Calvin Beecham's successor, one of those bookends to that offensive line. But, you know, you see Will Hernandez out there, and that's encouraging. I mean, everybody, Zach Hurts, what do you call it on on, uh, on the opening of training camp? Pick up basketball, pretty much, Mm -hmm. when when you're out there. Um, So you you can't really tell much, especially with the big hog mollies up front. But the the you know the continuity that I think you're getting from the offensive line, especially returning Rodney Hudson for a second season, it's it's gonna it's an interesting group. You can never have enough. The fact that Josh Jones is potentially waiting in the wings uh, and is ready to step in at either tackle position is encouraging for Cardinals fans. Yeah, once upon a time, this team would be starting by midseason seventh round rookies at tackle, and now they've really got a nice contingency plan. Josh Jones, at worst, if all he ever becomes is a swing tackle. It's a good place to be because everybody else is healthy. Was Connor out there? He was cool. We're good. Well, Bo, you had initially <laughs> sent me a great text reporting. message <laughs> that Connor got a little dinged up, came back yeah. the next play. was fine. So uh sigh of relief there. I do want to highlight this. Uh, Cardinal Sin, who's going to training camp Saturday, Bo and I will both be there. So if you see us, come say what's, what's up. Let's talk. We're going to try to do some fun stuff uh, with any fans that, that want to hang out on top of uh, just watching practice and watching some ball. We're really looking forward to that. Uh, I know the Cardinals do a phenomenal job with their open practices. It's this environment. If you've never been, I've taken my son before. It's his first experience with the NFL. Uh, Michael Bidwell, they, they definitely do that right. Um, I think people free parking, free parking, right? Everything's free, but the food. Uh, which you can't beat it, right? Go get go get a hot dog. Um, I want to ask you this because everybody wants to be speculatory about potential free agent signings. I've given up at this point. Carlos Dunlap, a player I really like, somebody that played in the NFC West with Seattle, signed with Kansas City this morning, so we'll see him week one, just not the way we want. Where should the Cardinals allocate? They've got almost $11 million remaining. I am not as concerned about the secondary as I know maybe a lot of other people are. I would rather see them continue to beef up a pass rush that still doesn't have Chandler Jones. So what what would you do right now if you had to make one addition for this team? Yeah, I was thinking about that because I, I saw Devon Kennard and he was talking shop with one of his teammates. And I'm like, man, you know, is, is Kennard be a guy that can contribute to this team? I don't know. I, I don't I'm not going to I'm not going to get on that hype train yet. I, I'm not a big believer that Devon Kennard's going to turn the corner in his third season as an Arizona Cardinal. But you look at the pass rushers opposite Marcus Golden, uh, and it really looks like J.J. Watt's going to play inside for this defense. So is it going to be the two third-round picks? Is it Cameron Thomas? Is it Myjay Sanders? Is it Dennis Gardeck? It's it's a crowded room. You're going to add another guy. Is there no, is there even enough reps and practice and in, in, in preseason games to really get a good look of who can really you know contribute and bolster that pass rush? I, I think that's tough to see. And like, how can you tell the difference? Like, is is there a guy out there? I mean, we saw Carlos Dunlap, you know, signed today. Yeah, you know, eight million. 
Quan Alexander, D Ford, who's got a horrible injury history, is available. Now let's talk, like, let's talk about D Ford. For okay, a second. let's take a hot minute because when okay. he was traded to San Francisco, he got a contract extension. They gave up, I think, at least one second round pick, maybe two, to get him. Paired him with Nick Bosa after they draft, drafted Bosa, and and he helped orchestrate Super Bowl run. Nick uh, D Ford jumping off sides of the AFC Championship game, very productive in Kansas City. Here's what I will say. I think D Ford, I have no idea if they have any interest. They saw him in the division. I think he projects as something exactly what the Arizona Cardinals need, and that's a specialist, pass rushing specialist on third down and third down alone. He could come here. You could tell him, come here on a snap count, pitch count, as kind of deal, one-year flyer. You can come here and play opposite Marcus Golden on third down. And Devon Kennard and maybe – you know, Isaiah Simmons and J.J. Watt can play outside linebacker on first and second down. Who knows? One of the rookies. But I think D. Ford could come here and have a productive, specialized role. Now, are you going to get him, you know, playing what Chandler did last year, 90-plus percent of the snaps? No. But they, to me, I, I just can't fathom that they're going to go into the season, as you said, Bo. Devon Kennard, he got cut. And he's back making no money. So he's doing the Robert Alford thing, which is fine because we knew when Robert Alford was healthy, he could play. It was always a question of health. Devon Kennard's been healthy. Devon Kennard, his first year with the Cardinals, he wasn't getting it done. That's why they had to trade for Marcus Golden. And then last year, you know, I watched him against a, a pivotal game, and I go back to this, and I hate to continue to dog on this play. The um, Alex Collins play for the Seattle Seahawks, when he hits that 60-yarder to ice that game that loses the Cardinals the division title, Devon Kennard has a free shot at him, and he's unblocked, and he can't make the tackle. So he's not good at run defense, and he can't rush the passer, but he's one of those savvy vets that, you know, Vance Joseph just can't quit, where he knows the plays. He's in position to make a play, Bo, but, I mean, talent is talent, right? And I, I – I think they lack some talent at outside linebacker. They do. And, and look, D Ford, his biggest problem is staying on the field. And yeah. when he's been on the field, even in short spurts, six games last year, three sacks production. Yeah. He, he gets on the field for 11 yeah. games in 2019. He gets six and a half sacks. And then he starts when he played a full 16 games, Kansas city, 13 sacks. He's a guy that knows he's got all the, the all the bag of tricks. He knows all the angles. He would be a great guy in a rotational role. You know, low risk. Not you're not paying him a ton of money. He would be. He would fit that time time Jonathan Abraham type sign. Freeney, White Freeney, sure, just come Freeney in. Freeney literally played on third down and third down alone. Yeah, and they just, I mean, it's they a different stick. defense. It, it's it uh, you know, it's it's Todd Bowles versus versus Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph loves the pressure downs, first and second down, create you know negative plays. But yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, put him in there. He's not a full-time player. He's not a three-down player. Don't don't have that expectation because if you do, He's you're going to be a specialist. It's like it's like your lefty specialist in baseball. It's like the guy who throws submarine, right? Just bring him in for one batter. Bring him in in the fourth quarter to knock the shit out of Trey Lance <laughs> on on third down to to ice the game. Cardinals don't have enough players that can do that. Um, we had enough people getting it done though here at PHNX. We're kicking ass, taking names every day. Check out Go PHNX dot com for the latest Bo my content as it relates to training camp what's going on what the hell's going on with the phoenix suns kevin durant will he or won't he come here gerald borgay doing a phenomenal job written content continually coming from gophnx.com become a member 99 cents for the first month 8.99 for the subsequent month or 
If you become a member for the entire year, Bull Brock, just under 60 bucks, you get a free t-shirt. I think I saw uh, from somebody in the chat, they just scooped up their first t-shirt. We appreciate mm. that. Sorry, I missed the comments. These are premium tees. Check them out. PHNX Merchandise Locker. Bo and I have been racking our brains trying to come up with a new t-shirt concept to kick off 2022. You guys will be the first to know when that goes down. We can all get it together, sport it with pride. I've already seen, and it's great, warms my heart, Bo, when I see all the PHNX gear across the valley, and uh, we love the engagement. So thanks, everybody, so much. I had the tough conversation with myself. Great shirts, right? But I had the tough conversation with myself. I was just looking at my – you said, you, you're a size up now. You're sizing up. You've hit the next level of – Can you share, are you gonna share it with us, or what's going on? As far as what size I am? Yeah. I'm going. I'm going from a large to an XL. Wow! I got that X you're now, big dude. You're a, you're you're a large guy though. You're tall. Come on, Johnny. It's just I'm looking it's for support go, here. I am. You're a t- lo- tall guy. <laughs> you know, you've grown a couple inches since I've known you. Yeah, I've the yeah wider. Oh, I don't. I can't see that. These are fantastic shirts, though. I just I needed to level up, and I and I'm going to. And I it's a comfortable shirt. It's sleek. You know, it's. It makes me feel athletic. I'm not, you know, I I like it. I love my You're patients. athletic to me. Uh, Thank Bo you. and I can seem athletic when Damian and Frank Sanders are not on the podcast. <laughs> Daniel Machado, Johnny can't wait for Kyler to go to Minnesota and kick ass so we can talk all the crap to the Viking Kyler haters. Are there a lot of Viking Kyler haters after what Kyler Murray did and disrobed Mike Zimmer and company last year at State Farm Stadium? I Patrick Peterpin. Patrick Peterson, poor Patrick, trying to run with Rondell Moore. <laughs> I'm with you, though. Uh, I can't wait to to kick everybody's ass this fall. I I think, Bo Brock, we're going to get mercenary Kyler Murray this year. Yeah, we should. We should. I, I I did like the assertiveness. I like the motivated Kyler Murray. It's a scary, scary you know sign for opposing defenses and, and defensive coordinators, especially with a plethora of playmakers that he has. I mean, even without Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins to start training camp, you know, if you can get Marquise back up the speed and you couple him with Trey McBride and Zach Ertz, and I tell you what, AJ Brown or AJ Green still shows up. You know, I see him. Don't say that. Don't say that to me. Yes, AJ Green. Like I was watching Josh Jackson go up against AJ Green. I'm like, I wonder what that. It's like for Josh Jackson face, facing this guy who's six four, still has great speed in AJ Green, and he's just he's running a route right at full speed against them. Like that's got to be he's a future Hall of Famer potentially, isn't he? I mean well, AJ yeah, Green, but I but I he's also what thirty three years old, thirty four years old. I I want nothing more to be wrong about AJ Green. I did not like the re signing. I liked it more after they added Hollywood Brown. I thought they were just going to run it back with the same receiving core minus Christian Kirk maybe a mid-round draft pick. So I'm thankful that when we talk about the receiving core, he is a complimentary option this year because I just I have nightmares about that Rams playoff game. And it, it, this team was relying on A.J. Green and yeah. Christian Kirk to, to get it done. And they were they were non-existent for Kyler Murray. The, you look at the advanced stats for that game. I don't mean to get too analytical here, but those guys could not separate. You remember the deep ball Christian Kirk wouldn't lay out for. I want... Hopkins and new blood at the receiver. I want a Rondell Moore role uh, expanded. Hollywood Brown, love me some Hollywood Brown. Trey McBride, split him out to the X, mismatch for smaller corners and safety. So he's. I like AJ Green enough. He's got a role. I'll go put the first six to eight games on last year. Very, he's great. He was great. And then what do they need him for the first six games? 
So, so when I was watching them line up the first team offense today, it was, you know, AJ Green was out there in his, uh, you know, his familiar Z role, right? Yeah. And you had Antoine Wesley in the X role today that he was in at the end of the last season. There, Like I said, there's no Hollywood Brown to start right now. Rondell Moore was in the slot, looked great early on. And then uh, you had, of course, uh, Zach Ertz in his tight end position, and the offensive line was Rodney Hudson. You had the the two ta- the Josh Jones at left tackle. You had Beecham at right tackle. Will Hernandez in there and Justin Pugh. It, was, uh, it, it looked good, and then of course James Conner in the backfield. Yeah, I listen. Th- there's there's no doubt. Everybody I talk to about this team that's not close to this team, like like you and I are that follow this team, ask what their calling card is going to be this year. They are going to be an offensive dominated football. Uh, I I appreciate the efforts they've gone to bring in. New young, exciting talent like a McBride, like a Brown, right? Re-upping Zach Ertz and James Conner, who were integral in their success last year. I I'm okay. That's why I'm not like the defense is what it is, right? We talk about it. Where, where are you with where are you with Zach Ertz? Are we sleeping on Zach Ertz? I'm not. No, I'm not. This isn't. An, I'm not. This isn't an indictment okay. on you. I, I'm asking. So like, I think this isn't something we didn't get to talk about when he spoke okay. to the media a couple of days ago. And the storyline throughout the off season is his workout partner was JJ Watt. Yeah. Zach Ertz said he's now. I know everybody says this. He's in the best shape of his life. But I mean, with with uh, with the Arizona Cardinals trainer, who's who's a Hall of Famer, yeah, and you've got JJ Watt. I mean, Zach Ertz at his age, I mean, normally it's it's a downslope for for tight ends, but I think he could legitimately have an incredible year for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so I'm going to do some math here, uh, and it's not my my specialty my forte but he played Zach Ertz played 11 games for the Cardinals last year correct he was the most targeted tight end in the NFL um uh, in those 11 games so they did that Kyler Murray couldn't target him enough he was targeted 81 times um so he had 574 yards in 11 games 52 yards per game times 17 that's just under 900 yards projected out for the entire season that's a lot right I don't think he's going to hit that mark because I do think that I do think Trey McBride will steal some targets, especially as the season goes on. He gets more comfortable in his role. I do think Zach Ertz could could top out at about seven seven fifty, which good hell is way more than any tight end in modern Cardinal history has ever had. Ertz over eight hundred yards and six TDs. Daniel, I would have said that would probably have been a lock before they drafted Trey McBride. And and Bo, you're there. At practice. Still there with Daniel. I'm I'm with those numbers. I think that you, that's you think so. Even with Trey McBride, even with Trey McBride, I think it's just going to be. I mean, Zach Hurts now knows this offense. Uh, it, it's there's going to be you know acclimation for a guy like Trey McBride going from the the Mountain West to the NFC West, and that's going to be tough. So I he, he, I think a, he can. He, it's going to have to be quality over quantity for for McBride, where Hurts is going to be. I mean, what'd you say? Was he the most targeted? Yeah, he had eighty-one targets target? yeah. in eleven games. So, so clearly, <laughs> Kyler and Colt both trust the guy, and uh, will continue to be kind of their safety valve when their first reads aren't there. I, I Eight mean, targets I'll- per game when he became an Arizona Cardinal. I mean, and listen, I love the re-signing. I love the trade for him. I think that it made so much sense after Max Williams went down. Kudos to Kai for making that move. Um, and I'm not I'm not ready to cast him aside because they have this shiny new toy. But I I don't know. They I I think I also think Hollywood Brown's gonna have 1300 yards. So Kyler Murray's never passed for 4,000 yards. So you start adding everything up. Hop's gonna get his. Rondell, AJ Green, who we just talked about. 
Like, is Kyler Murray going to throw for 45, 4,600 yards to, to get these totals? He'd have to. So if he if he throws for 4,700 yards, he'd be the franchise single-season record holder. Carson Palmer is over 4,600, like 4,671 or something. So yeah. Kyler has to average 276. He was average. He averaged 270 last year. He had six more yards. He's going to hit you know, that number. The, the Vegas over-under for him for, for the season passing yards is under 4,000 yards passing. Hammer it's it. just under that. Yeah. DraftKings, right now you can go do it. His passing over-under for the season – touchdowns 25 and a half hammer that Vegas man giant sledgehammer just crush it it. so I took the over in my homerism is showing I took the over on damn near everyone (laughs) James Conner nine and a half touchdowns but I don't know maybe I need a little bit OGs to calm me down but absolutely I mean it's the best remedy right there if you're if you're getting too too high too low OGs they're the perfect uh perfect way to take you out of that gets you right where you need to be back to neutral they launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor pina colada it's fantastic it's uh the perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend you want maybe an orange creamsicle instead you want to check out one of their other tropical flavors do it on their website ogsbrands.com that's ogsbrands.com you can also follow them on instagram at ogsbrands easy follow there like our friends over at Four Peaks, you must be 21 years or older to purchase, and you can find them at your local dispensary. If you like to just go in the old-fashioned brick-and-mortar store, check them out at a dispensary and find your favorite OG brand's products. What's Daniel saying, Johnny, when it comes to AZ Pat's game? You're going to hook me up with the Four Peaks and OGs. Oh, All right. Tell you what, Daniel, just come every uh, last Wednesday of every month. We're hanging out at Four Peaks. Thank you, Stocko. You know, I am. I, you know, I, my kids don't think I'm a cool dude, but I'm glad you think I'm a cool dude. You know, it's pretty cool getting your COVID-19 vaccine. So we're all going to be hanging out at practice. I don't want um, to not see anybody because they're sick. So everybody go get your vaccine, get your boosters. So you can come hang with us. we got so much cool shit planned, not only for preseason, but when the season kicks off, baby, Bo and I are going to be everywhere, right? We're going to be ready and rocking and rolling. We're going to be out at hopefully our own phnx bar in not too long and uh if you're not feeling good you know go get your vaccine so you can come out and hang with us so covid19 vaccines they're free for everybody five and older those 12 and older are now eligible for a booster shot so all you gotta do is visit uh i believe it's azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for location near you get it done and let's have some fun as far as meetups, fan meetups during the game days, uh, well, I'll be at the stadium when it's home games. Away yeah. games, we got a couple. We'll probably go week two to Vegas, uh, and then we'll see what happens with the LA games. And th- we got a couple road games that we're going to be there, but the ones we aren't, uh, we might we might have to set up something for some meetups. Well, and even with Bo at the stadium, myself, Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson, the GM Saul Bookman, last year if you attended our uh, outings at the Lola. Uh, which we, we're not sure if we'll be back there this year or not. Uh, they did a great job putting on just right across the street from the stadium. Even if you have tickets to the game, you can come party with us before the game. We do a live show, walk over to the stadium, hopefully enjoy a Cardinal dub, come back and hang out. So we will let you know. We appreciate the interest. It's great because people can, they can sense it, Bo. They can feel it. We've got football yeah. just around the corner. I can tell you right now, PHNX Cardinals will not let you down when it comes to content, both written audio, video, exclusive content at the stadium, and then, yeah, having a good time with events and uh, specialty plans. I love it. 
So we were, uh, I want to advance the story from yesterday. You, me, and Frank were talking about the Arizona Super Bowl committee asking for 5,000 volunteers Yeah, that they aren't going to pay during the, when the Super Bowl is here. My guy, RJ, who listens to the podcast, is said, hey, can you, can you send me that link where you can volunteer? So I already, there's a, there's a person that's going to volunteer. 499 to go. There, there you go. We're making some headway. We, like, we got a couple months to figure this thing out. So um, and speaking of the Super Bowl being at the State Farm Stadium, one last thing before we get out of here, J.J. Watt talked about it, uh, that everybody in the Cardinals locker room better be on board with wanting to play a home game for Super Bowl 57. Who says they don't want to do that? Who said that? Oh, well, there's a, there's a difference between saying what you want to do and gloating. I mean, we want – I mean – Anybody, if, if anybody comes to you in this press conference and says that they don't want to finish the season in this building on February 14th, text me. <laughs> you don't have my number, text Mark. Mark will text me. I'm not going to give you my number. Am I the size of one of J.J. Watts? <laughs> <laughs> also, that, if that doesn't fire you up, J.J. Watt, <laughs> he should just cap every press conference. People run through the wall for that guy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Super Bowl fourteen here in Glendale, Arizona, with our Arizona Cardinals. Wouldn't that just sorry? Be the what biggest... <laughs> How, did you just take us back like forty years in time? Super Bowl fourteen, Super Bowl February fourteenth. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the biggest fu for Kyler Murray to his critics? The Cardinals are hosting, playing, playing at home in the Super Bowl after this offseason. Be very From fitting. Valentine's Day. Be, I don't know what yeah. how that plays in there. Oh, I don't even, your, your first inclination went to there, but for our hearts to be broken. No, for our hearts <laughs> to be filled, young man, Bull Brock, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. We're having a great time. The great Frank Sanders returns tomorrow with his tin cap to break down more of <laughs> Kyler Murray's contract bow. And uh, you'll be back out of training camp. Will you not? That's right. They're back on the practice field bright and early tomorrow. As I said, no JJ bought. We'll see if DeAndre Hopkins is back out there. Maybe DJ Humphreys is feeling better. Hopefully a couple of key components of this Cardinals offense are back on the practice field, but tomorrow. And then if we don't talk to you or if you don't join us tomorrow, we'll see you out Saturday as they open up practices to the public. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a party out there. Come and join us. We're going to be out there reporting and uh, give you all the sights and sounds here at PHNX Cardinals. One last time, smash that like button. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to your podcast so you never miss any, just in case. We do some audios here or there. Subscribe, PHNX Cardinals, PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. For Bull Brack at Bull Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you manana. Bye, everybody.